The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. show. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Bart. How are you today? I'm quite well, thank you. Uh, should be a nice day today, a high of 50 mm. with a chance of rain still in the uh, late morning hours, but becoming sunny and tomorrow, Friday, even better, mostly sunny, high 65, and the weekend even better than that. Good. I cannot wait. Yeah, I hope so. It could get into the 70s maybe this weekend. Mm -hmm. Awesome. 71, 72, a possibility, and also good, into Monday. Good pumpkin patch weather. You know, it really is, plus all the Halloween activities that we have, and there are a boatload of them. A boatload of them. So the Dalham uh, Goblin Walks, there are only two times available. Oh, really? It's almost all sold out. So on the 22nd, uh, walks start at 8.15 and 8.30. Those are the last two time blocks available. Wow, call now. Yeah, call now, because they definitely will sell out. And I think there's a... Yeah, there's a couple more. Jackson's Playhouse, and uh, that is tonight from 5.30 to 8. JTV will have a table at that, so uh, come uh, come see what candy we've selected. Oh, yeah. It should be great. Yeah, so uh, we're looking forward to, uh, to being out there uh, tonight, also the Cascades Humane Society is having their first ever trunk or treat. It should be a great time. Bring the kids. I'm still uh, curious about this petting zoo. I don't know if it's going to be more than dogs or cats. It is. Just dogs and cats? No, more. The pony rides pony. and uh, full-blown full petting zoo. I love pony rides. <laughs> Who's the pony ride guy in town? I don't know. Is there a pony ride? There's probably a pony ride guy in probably. town. Probably. Yeah. 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 Noah, something to look into. You've, you've got some property out back behind were, your home. The pony ride guy was at Fall uh, Fest and Chili Classic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like the pony rides for sure. Um, and then also Marshall Motors and Taluki Farms are having a big trunk or treat. And uh, it's their eighth annual, October 22nd, 5 to 7 p.m. And uh, you will not miss the cars on Ann Arbor Road. They're going to have a bounce house and Portageons from Lester Brothers, which is something that uh, I always like to see when I'm at an outdoor activity. Mm -hmm. And the list of Halloween events is extensive. Be sure and check Today in the J on our website each day for the next week plus because they, um, they have a lot more next week too. <laughs> yeah, it's a great opportunity to get free candy. Yeah. Hey, uh, did you watch Pistons last night? I heard you did. I sure did. I was locked in. Pistons won their season opener. And all the rookies looked really, really good. So mm. I think it's going to be an exciting year for the Pistons. And cheap beer. Cheapest, yeah, cheapest mm. beer in the league for yeah. sure. Yep. You know who else likes the Pistons? No. Brandon. Oh, Brandon loves Brandon. It's a big day for Brandon here, isn't it? It is a big day for Brandon. Today is Brandon Dowley's. 20th anniversary at JTV. Oh my gosh. 
that building doesn't even exist. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Brandon, can you bring the bell over? Could you, oh, yeah, yeah, bring the bell over. Oh, wow. So I have some great memorable Brandon moments. Um, a lot, oh my gosh. 20 years. So some of Brandon's highlights include uh, interviewing hockey player Darren McCarty without a battery in his camera, almost burning a house down with a light on home for dinner. He backed into a fence at a doctor's house once. Oh yeah. Uh, my, one of my favorite memories is Brandon and I, uh, the guys normally don't put Brandon and I together out on the street. Uh, Brandon and I filmed a hockey game one time and him and I were walking around and the tripod fell off of the stairs and if it would have hit someone, it would have killed someone. <laughs> it would have killed someone. Yeah. Wow. I don't know who that other guy is wearing Charlie oh Sheen's my. shirt, Noah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That was a big, uh, what was the name of that show he was in? Brandon. Two and a half men. <laughs> the very first home for dinner, Brandon spilled a whole uh, what, pan, crock pot of cheese soup, and it splashed all over Hank pumpkin Zavislak's soup. pumpkin soup. <laughs> all over Hank Zavislak's um, sliding glass door blinds. That's and, hilarious. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> he was always a worry at, at people's homes. He always had to worry about Brandon. Yeah. We always had a good time. Always had a great time. Wonderful People would time. Say, Where's, where did Brandon go off? Where, where is Brandon? <laughs> oh, he's here. He's, he's right there. Um, you know, I will say. Someone showing. This was Brandon being trained on his first day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, I will, we should say some good things about Brandon. You know, the nice thing about Brandon is when Brandon works on a project, it's, it's just done. Mm -hmm. It's done and done right. You know, it's awesome. And I didn't realize how really the true, true value of Brandon until I started working this live show in March of 2020 and Brandon helped me uh, get through it on the floor many times. So we are uh, very lucky to have him. MVP Brandon Dolly, 20 years today. He's won many awards. He's pleased countless clients. He's been responsible for everything that's been on JT for the last 20 years in some, some fashion. And as a person, he's the nicest guy. <laughs> he really is. He never has a, a bad word about anyone. No, he does not. No. No. Except Michigan. Sometimes he says a bad word or two about Michigan, yeah. but we, uh, yeah, it's proof that Michigan and uh, Michigan State fans can get along for 20 years, so. Brandon might be with us a little later in today's show. I would love for that to happen. I would, I would hope that he would join us. Congratulations, Brandon. Yes, congratulations. It's awesome. Here's to 20 more. Amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. I think when you think about 20 years, uh, when we were talking about it last week, it's like, wow. Yeah. You know, I think it was as... Uh, it means as much to us, maybe, as it does to Brandon. It's amazing. It's a long time. Mm -hmm. Very long time. Yeah. Brandon, you still look young. You don't look like someone who has worked 20 years at the same company. So uh, <laughs> you've got that going for you. Wow. Yeah. Kind words. Thank you very no, much. Very kind words, yes. Well, you nice still look young. The job hasn't aged him. That's what I meant yeah. to say. And do you still get carded, Brandon? Yeah, all the time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Hey, I was at... Uh, uh, Nevermore Decor yesterday, and so were you. Oh yeah, what a beautiful store! Yeah, the ribbon cutting. Yeah, it was uh, it was a great time. 
They uh, they do just over the top decorations. I mean, if you if you talk about a theme, I mean, they have it set up. They had uh, there's uh, Brooke and there's Melissa Callison. I they had charcuterie cups. Oh, those were great. Yeah, those were awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Um, they are doing the. Uh, check this out. They're doing the decor for the JSL Symphony Ball. Oh, I wondered why. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so that should be cool. Very Amanda, cool. Amanda and Briston, the bands. They've been, um, you know, the, the scaffolding's been in front of the yes, store. Yes, I know. <laughs> there they are. Yeah, uh, wonderful. And our, sh our show today is brought to you by Nevermore Decor, and you can uh, join Nevermore Decor at their Haunted Tower Tea. Uh, we saw a few of them last night. They have a variety of teas, tea sandwiches, ghoulish treats and desserts will be served among enchanting music and decor. There's still a few spots left for the 11 and three o'clock tea this Sunday, October 23rd. Tickets can be purchased on Facebook uh, under events or by calling Nevermore Decor Store. And uh, you can just stop by and see them uh, anytime too. It's a great, great store. So thanks to uh, Amanda and Briston for helping us bring you today's show. Uh, the Atlantic this morning is saying Michigan has a very good chance to win the football national championship because yeah. so many college football teams are undefeated at this point, seven weeks into the season. Eight. Nine. Okay. Mm -hmm. And of course, Michigan is one of those. Mm -hmm. and Alabama is not. No. And it's... Um, and, and really, they're scattered among all the conferences. Yeah, I mean, Michigan and Ohio State will have to have to play each other, but uh, you know, both teams have a lot of uh, a lot of games to play before that. Anything can happen. As bad news: the games at the horseshoe. Mm, yeah, um, that is too bad. Mm -hmm. But oh well. IRS is going to increase the standard deduction and income thresholds for 2023 due to higher inflation. So. Oh, good. Essentially, uh, well. I guess we can say the taxes will be lower. Yeah, the taxes will be lower. Yeah, yeah, because you'll be in a different tax bracket, maybe. Mm -hmm. What if you're not in a different tax bracket? Then that tax will be lower. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I guess mm -hmm. lower, lower taxes. We're getting ready for uh, hockey season. We're starting to talk about it already, believe it or not. Jackson United and uh, Lumen Christie and uh, tryouts are coming up. Hanover Horton is going to be part of Jackson United this oh, year. Wow. So they have tryouts on Halloween. It's kind of cool seeing all these uh, all these schools have have a spot over here to play hockey. And I was at the ice arena last night and saw so many of the people that have been on the show promoting the hockey out there skating with the kids. And uh, I, I, I firmly believe that is one of the hardest sports to coach. The time, the cold, the clothing, mm -hmm. it's crazy. The, the kids can't hear you. Yeah, I saw Michael and Thomas Devine out there last night skating around. And uh, yeah, credit credit to all the hockey coaches out there. Almost all those hockey coaches are former hockey players themselves. Yeah, well, you don't want to learn hockey from, uh, at least at this age, I wouldn't want to learn hockey from someone like me who doesn't know anything about <laughs> hockey. So it's nice that we have, uh, have a lot of people giving back in the community. And you know, they do not get paid, of course. No. No, they don't. Well, we um, have our, a Florida story today. Uh, a plane from Florida, from Tampa, uh, was traveling to uh, New Jersey, and as it was landing, uh, passengers noticed 
a snake on the plane. So the snake had been in business class all business. the way, <laughs> all the way yeah. from Tampa. And as it taxied at Newark Liberty Airport, uh, passengers in business class started shrieking and pulling their feet up as they saw a plane, a uh, snake. On well, the plane. snake was smart riding up in business class. That's right. You know, it was very <laughs> yeah. nice. It's probably uh, affluent. The snake. Um, authorities said it was just a common garden snake and it wouldn't have harmed anyone. Okay. This is not. This is not the snake. That's it's from the movie Snakes on a Plane is. with Samuel <laughs> L. Jackson. It is. Wow. Hmm. Should we get to some sports? Big night in sports, oh, yeah. and unfortunately, the soccer season I has know. ended for Jackson County teams. I know, it did. Uh, Western fell in our Extreme Dodge scoreboard. Uh, the bad news was Western fell in the soccer, and they lost to Gull Lake, one nothing. Gull Lake scored a goal in the 52nd minute. It was just a tough game, very physical game. Um, I'll echo what uh, Brian Robinson said yesterday. Don't, don't be sad that it's over. Be glad that it happened. They played a really, really tough team. Played them well, um, and but it just sucks losing. It it sucks to lose. That's what makes sports so great: the uh, thrill of victory and agony of defeat. Michigan Center felt that as well as they are out, and that's our scoreboard. Let's see what's on deck. Can we go to the on deck? On deck tonight, volleyball action. A lot of volleyball, and then the uh, SEC cross-country meet will be at Hudson Mills Metro Park. Uh, if you read that correctly, you'll see an interesting volleyball matchup, JPAC at Factoryville Christian. Huh. Factoryville Christian. Where's that? Factoryville. <laughs> it's right next to Turkeyville, <laughs> I think. I so don't think so. We'll have to look up and see where that Factoryville location is, but... Uh, Thanks to Extreme Dodge for bringing us scores and schedules every single day on JTV. You can see results from the Cascades Conference Cross Country Finals and photos from both the boys and girls at Sharp Park on JTV.TV. Western, despite uh, the loss, they won because they set or tied 10 school records. Yeah, I mean, those kids will be able to uh, look back on this. They will. Of course, uh, it's nice that they can kind of go down as the, or they will go down as the only undefeated team in uh, Western uh, history. Most consecutive wins, most wins yeah. in a season, fewest losses in a season, most goals in a season, most assists in a season, mm -hmm. fewest goals allowed, lowest goals against average, most shutouts in a season, conference champions first ever, most goals scored in a single season, Jeff Palmer with 31. It's ridiculous. All records for the Western Panthers. Crazy. Congratulations. Crazy. Amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Sinks to lose, of course, but uh, it does happen. Mm -hmm. So good program out there. And uh, Dr. Scott Watterson has uh, has more kids coming up, including a few of his own. And I think they're going to be uh, continued to be good for years to come. Remember we went to Frankenmuth last year for a wedding? Mm. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. But was that COVID wedding? Well, it was, you know, oddly enough, last year was a record year for Frankenmuth visitors and they are on track this year to set to break last year's record three million people last year went to the german themed downtown <sighs> guess how many uh chickens the bavarian inn chickens cells i thought they did turkeys 
No, it's chickens. You're, you're still stuck on Turkeyville. It's oh. the chicken dinner. Oh, 80% of the Bavarian Inn's meals are chicken dinner, and they serve 550,000 pounds of fried chicken so far this year. It's such a tourist trap up there now. It is. It's ridiculous. They're building a new hotel, in fact. It was a, when we were younger, uh, my grandma Rita, she used to like to get the family together at the Bavarian Lodge Inn and indoor water park, and that was fun. I liked that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we went to the wedding. Uh, we went to that wedding. It was during COVID, so we had a chance to see the place uh, in full season. They have swim up, swim up bars now in Frankenmuth. So Very it's nice. not just, yeah. And uh, sad uh, times in Frankenmuth mm. this month. Yes. Uh, this week, Judy Zender Keller, owner and president of Bavarian Inn Lodge, died at the age of 77. And on Sunday, Irene Bronner, the uh, wife of matriarch. Wally, matriarch of Bronner's Christmas Wonderland, she died at the age of 95. So two icons of the community. You know what I do every year? I drive, uh, I take a day off of work and I drive to Bronner's by myself. Did you know <laughs> you that? You don't? Yes, I do. Really? <laughs> you don't? Yeah, I did, actually I did it once. <laughs> I did it once. I, I took once. the day off and I said, I'm going to Bronner's by myself. Did and you I, buy anything? Yeah, I bought a couple ornaments and I, you know how they engrave them if you wait in line? I couldn't wait in the line, it was too long. <laughs> so then I got in the car and left with these ornaments, felt bad that they weren't engraved and just wasted a trip. Do you remember when Wally Bronner was on my show? Brandon, do you remember Wally Bronner? I believe so, yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. I'll be darned. In the, back in the early days. Really? And he brought, uh, I couldn't believe it, he brought like a giant uh, Christmas elf or something. Amazing. Uh, a figurine, giant, it was awesome. We gotta yeah. find that. We have an employee here who has a lot of things from Bronner's. Who? Teague. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's yeah. made a lot of trips over the years yeah. uh, to Browners. He goes up there every week. He does go up there every <laughs> week, yeah. <laughs> every night, actually. Uh, who's on the show today? Oh, we have a great show. We have Dr. Vivek Hack from the Pick Center and plenty to talk about, especially with all these children's uh, respiratory issues going around. We'll talk to Dr. Kack right after this quick break. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Welcome back to the show. Our show today is brought to you by Vermeulen's Furniture, located across from the Westwood Mall. They are now in their third generation of being family owned and operated. It's a great time to go buy a couch to lay on to watch football mm -hmm. as uh, this winter approaches. That's what I'll be doing. That's a great idea. Back with us now on the morning show from the Pick Center, sporting a new look, Dr. Vivek Kek. <laughs> Good morning. We didn't, we didn't recognize you when you came in. I recognize you right away. I thought it was a haircut. I thought you had a haircut. And it, it is a haircut. Yep, the just the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> so how are things? You look well, things good? Yep, things are better. Good. I, mean, I think we are seeing less of the COVID issues, but as with anything in infections, there's always something new. Yeah. I think with uh, the, the campaign, the election, uh, mm. the news about COVID has really fallen way off the, the front page, particularly about what is happening with COVID in the rest of the world, 
and I know you have relatives in Asia. What are, what's the status of, of COVID elsewhere? Also, the numbers, especially in Europe, seem to be going up, but thankfully, hospitalizations are not going up. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of the world, kind of like here, mm -hmm. people have given up on COVID and gone to the next thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think uh, most people have, are over and done with the pandemic. I mean, I think, uh, as we kind of discussed before, it's going to be like a regular respiratory virus with certain complications that are not with the flu especially the blood clots and all the other stuff and the long COVID, which we honestly don't have too much data on who's going to be the one who develops long COVID, how do we treat it, what do we do with those patients. So there's more to come on that, but there's other infections as always. So uh, over uh, 22 states are reporting an increase in uh, hospital hospitalizations for children with respiratory uh, viruses. And uh, we know they're going around everywhere, of course, this time of year. Um, why, why, why is the hospitalization necessary? Is that just, is there a sev more severe uh, respiratory illness going around or is this common? I think towards the beginning of the flu season or the respiratory virus season, you tend to see a slight uptick in numbers in terms of uh, kids who get sick. The other issue is with the vaccination bruha that happened, I think kids as a general rule have had less vaccinations for all their infections. kind of. And therefore, the lack of vaccinations, plus the fact that we are now kind of mingling around a lot more than we did for the last couple of years, there's been an uptick. Mm -hmm. And there's seasonal kind of variations in what the respiratory viruses do. And my take is for two years, kids hadn't been exposed to other kids with respiratory virus. So when they're getting it this time around, mm. they're getting it somewhat severe. Interesting. I learned uh, something new this week uh, that you can get strep throat without having a sore throat. Well, you can get strep colonization. So there's, okay. uh, you can have strep in your throat without having overt pharyngitis. Okay. Uh, so typically we don't tend to test individuals for strep unless you have some sort of symptoms. So mm -hmm. if you have symptoms, you get tested. If you don't have symptoms, or if, then you won't get tested, but you might still be carrying strep in your throat. Mm -hmm. And let's say if you have a kid at home who gets recurrent strep, Often it's somebody close enough to them who has strep, who's colonized with strep and doesn't know it. Mm. Interesting. So, sore throat, that to me was the That's what symptom. I thought it was, I thought yeah. the symptom would be, th but besides a, a sore throat, what are the... I think the big thing is typically a sore throat, trouble with breathing, high fevers. We frequently see kids with high fevers mm -hmm. who don't have a sore throat, and then when you look inside their throat, they have the white pus pockets in their throat. So that tends to be the most common, but strep, that causes strep throat can also cause skin infections. Uh, in adults, that tends to be the most common presentation of strep. What are the uh, treatments for, um, are, do we call respiratory illnesses RSV? Is that what we call well, it? Well, so that's one of the viruses. One of the viruses, yeah. So there are multiple viruses okay. that it's kind of like uh, broth of viruses that are circulating around in preschools and schools and okay. your kid tends to get one or all of them. One thing we uh, also stopped hearing about, monkeypox. Did it just go away, or is it another one of those victims of uh, a changing news cycle? I think it's disappeared. It, well, I won't say it's disappeared. It's certainly decreased in number. I mean, I think the big thing to realize is there are lots of viruses floating around, but the one that is most efficient are the ones that are based on respiratory stuff. So those, because monkeypox, close contact, sexual intercourse, those are the ways you're going to get it. And those things can be managed. Mm -hmm. You can't manage breathing. Right. Mm -hmm. 
So <laughs> if you could stop breathing, that would help, but unfortunately, the outcome tends to be not too good. What are the uh, treatments for, for kids or what should parents be doing? Um, I know antibiotics get prescribed a lot of the times. Um, just the uh, normal rest hydration? Rest hydration. I think with most of the respiratory viruses, with a few exceptions, let's say COVID and uh, flu, there aren't too many good treatments around. Yeah. So you just stay home. Is it uh, high trans transmission of these? Respiratory, is that how? Yeah, I mean, I think the trouble tends to be any infection that involves your upper respiratory tract. Each time you breathe, you're kind of spreading it to people around you. And if your immune system is weak or if you haven't been exposed to a lot of these viruses before, you're going to get it. Some of them, even if you've had them before, you can have them again. And therefore, you tend to get sick multiple times a year as any parent of a young kid who's going to preschool. <laughs> <laughs> what do you recommend for testing? Because like you said, uh, you know, kids come home with some type of weird look on their face every day. How do you know if flu, COVID, are you recommend testing? And then when do you recommend testing? I think if the kid doesn't get better in a couple of days, I would definitely get tested. Okay. My take tends to be, and I'll maybe an outlier in there, often the ones that you want to be sure that your test are COVID and flu, because there are treatment options for those. Mm -hmm. For the other ones, there aren't too, too many treatment options. So if your kid is immunocompromised, meaning that if he has any condition that kind of makes him more susceptible, then definitely get tested for RSV because there might be treatment options that oh. your physician might offer. But for a lot of the respiratory viruses, you get miserable, you can make your parents miserable, you have them stay at home, and then you get better. One thing that uh, we did as a society, we, we, got, uh, we got pretty good at uh, conducting complicated medical tests at home. <laughs> Is it... Um, a possibility that we'll see more in the way of uh, home tests for things like strep throat? I think that is where a lot of uh, research is going on. I mean, realistically, that would be the ideal way. I mean, I think the fact that you have to go to an urgent care or a physician's often to tell you that you have a disease and then they'll tell you that stay at home and rest. <laughs> you could probably be a lot yeah. better if you stayed at home, got your test yourself and right. said stayed at home. Right. Yeah. How many times have we left with those uh, instructions? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it seems like now that we at least learned how to, you know, do a swab and test it in mm -hmm. uh, chemical. I think the, the pandemic also made people feel like the, t the second they get sick that they're going to die too. So I think you also have that section of the population mm -hmm. as well. So it's, uh, it's interesting what the pandemic kind of did to us for sure. Dr. Vivek Yak is with us, infectious disease specialist at the Pick Center and Henry Ford Jackson Hospital. More with Dr. Kak in just a moment. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Welcome back to The Morning Show. We're with Dr. Vivek Ek from the PIC Center, infectious disease specialist, and we're talking uh, respiratory viruses, COVID, flu, and uh, flu, this is going to be probably a pretty big year for the flu. Yeah, I mean, definitely a lot bigger than the last couple of years. Yeah. So, especially since we are now kind of unmasked, this is gonna be a, like a regular flu season. Slightly worse because we haven't been exposed to a lot of flu for the last couple mm -hmm. of years. And I think I still see people wearing masks, and I know there's still kids wearing masks in school, but 
uh, a handful doesn't protect the whole population. It doesn't, but I think if you wear a mask, you're at least decreasing your risk of catching something marginally, but you're probably decreasing it somewhat. So mm -hmm. we talked, I think, you know, in the middle of the pandemic, that we were going to see masks be a permanent part of certain things. Airplanes was one of them, mm -hmm. that of course didn't pan out. Uh, but hospitals, healthcare facilities, we're, we're still seeing. Yeah, we're still seeing masks in a lot of, at least up here. I know in certain states, I think they've kind of loosened, even within the healthcare setting, masks. But a lot of the healthcare providers are kind of pushing back against that, partly related to the fact that these days, the most likely way you're going to get uh, COVID within the hospital is if your family members come in mm. and bring COVID. And then the trouble tends to be your healthcare provider. If he's unmasked, he's going to get it. Mm. Now, they might not get as sick as they did two years ago, but the trouble is then they're out for five days, mm. mandatory, and another five days with masks. So there's a lot of uh, issues with just not having enough bodies to do the work that mm -hmm. is needed to happen in the hospitals. And I think that's across the board with all industries. If you have COVID and you get tested, a lot of workers are not telling anyone that they mm -hmm. have it because they know that they'll be told to stay home for five days. Yeah, and of course, that's that's been going on, I think, probably since the uh, since the start of the pandemic. Uh, at the Pick Center, what uh, what's new? What are uh, what are people coming in and getting treated for? I think it's kind of the same run of well, lots yeah. of skin soft tissue infections. Mm -hmm. uh, those that are independent of COVID and respiratory stuff. So we mm -hmm. see a lot of those all the time, kind of, okay. because people are still exposed to a lot of bacteria. We we have still people who are diabetic, mm -hmm. who step on nails. <laughs> and with COVID, we got um, new treatments, pills, um, infusion. Uh, what are the reasons that someone would get uh, get a treatment uh, versus writing it out? Well, if you so with if you have anybody who had severe risk factors for worsening of disease. So if you're older, definitely if you're unvaccinated, if you're immunocompromised in any way, shape, or form, whether from steroids, whether from cancer treatment, you should definitely think about treatment. Mm -hmm. And the options are obviously the pill, the Paxlovid, which you should get within the first five days, or the monoclonal antibody, which you can get within the first seven days. So I think the key tends to be if you're anyone who has risk factors for progression, you should definitely get it. Are most of the, the patients that you treat vaccinated or unvaccinated? Most of the patients these days are vaccinated, mm -hmm. but most of them haven't had the booster. Right. So I would say most of them are under-vaccinated. Yeah. How many people are in the hospital uh, being treated for COVID? I think it's in the double digits right now. Wow. So I think, and it's kind of gone up a little bit, but it's not like what it was a few. And most of those individuals who are in the hospital with COVID also tend to be ones who come in for something else and are found to have COVID incidentally. Hmm. Are we using ventilators? Not as much as before. Oh, that's good. Very good. Mm -hmm. Great to have you here. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so much. Appreciate it. Infectious disease specialist from the Pick Center and Henry Ford Jackson Hospital, Dr. Vive Kag. More of the morning show after this. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. 
Welcome back to the morning show. Our show today is brought to you by Wilcox Lawn and Landscaping. They take care of all of your yard maintenance from sprinklers to fertilization to everything. And uh, they do a great job. If you'd like to get a retaining wall next year, now's the time to book it. Thanks to Wilcox Lawn and Landscaping. Our next guests are from Columbia School District, the principal of Columbia Options and Adult Education, Lisa Klink and an academic support specialist, Randy Trudell. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How's it going? Good, thank you. The adult education and Columbia options, there's a difference between both, yes. right? Yes, yes. Which is, what are they? So um, adult education, uh, well, we serve the adults and we're, we're, I mean, that's such a unique program. Adults can get their high school diploma and it's not a GED program. It's high school diploma okay. completion, really a very unique. And then an alternative, the, the Columbia Options programs, the you know alternative program. Now the, um your adult education, that is the only place a person can get a diploma in the county if you're over the age of 20. And I saw that stat, that's just amazing. That has to be, uh, what an opportunity for people, Randy. Yes, it is. Um, one of the things I took, I took this, this position um, and I found out later uh, what it really entails. Mm -hmm. um, I, I love dealing with people. Uh, I love dealing with students, I love dealing with uh, adults, and I've had conversations with a lot of adults um, coming back to get their high school diploma, mm -hmm. making the phone calls, communicating with them, and a lot of them are like skeptical. They're really yeah. like nervous. Yeah. And I think with us and with me, um, I communicate with them maybe twice a week. Um, yeah. I'll even go and visit them, you know, if they want. We can even do different alternatives with individuals, um, but it's just opening the door and that possibility for them to come back is, is pretty awesome. No matter how many credits they have, yeah. uh, we work with them and they give them that security. We hear about uh, adult illiteracy, but it's such a closely kept secret by those that can't read or write that they are probably not first in line to come back to school. How do you reach people that want to learn to read and, and write? That is such a, a good point that you make. And a lot of them, they're, they're scared to come back. They're, you know, they're embarrassed. Right. And we meet them where they're at. You know, so it doesn't matter you know, if they can read or write or not. We'll, we'll help them. And back um, you know, traditionally with adult education, they would come to school and, you know, okay, Tuesday night, mm -hmm. six o'clock, you know, come to school. But now we offer it online. Oh, okay. So oh. adult education, because a lot of adults, they have responsibilities. They have a job, they've got kids, uh, you know, so they can't oh, cool. always, they, they want to get their diploma, but they can't commit, you know, the same time every week. So we have, they can come like during the day from eight to 2.15, or they can come at night from um, maybe like three o'clock to six o'clock, or they can arrange other hours to come and get help. But all of their classes can be taken mm -hmm. online. And so there's just so much flexibility. Yeah. And the way that we are, we're very nurturing. And so they're not afraid to, to ask for, for yeah. help. What a modern approach to uh, adult education that you just don't hear about. That's awesome. 
and we've been reaching out and helping students of all ages. Just two years ago, we had a woman, she was in her 70s, mm -hmm. and she, grad she finally graduated wow. and got her diploma. That's a cool story. Uh, alternative ed or the, the options, these types of programs used to be known as where the, those, the, the troubled students, oh. truants, the, you yeah. know, they used to be called the smoking school. Oh gosh. How has that changed? It's just, you know, at Columbia, for one, you know, I just, I love our community, the support that we've had of our superintendent, um, the school board, and that stereotype within our community has just really changed. Uh, a lot of the graduates of both our adult education program and of our uh, the alternative program, they go on to be like entrepreneurs uh, just just because of the, the support. Uh, they a lot of them are like our alternative kids. They're graduating and finishing their credits in their 11th grade year, and then when they're seniors, we're enrolling them in college and dually enrolling and a lot of them they're not like those smoking kids yeah. <laughs> they they just want to be done with school right. they're taking school very seriously and uh you know i've worked for the last you know 28 years at columbia just trying to eliminate that that stereotype yeah. and it's just not what it used to be back in the day yeah it's awesome and, Randy, you're actually uh, marketing these programs far and wide. It's not oh. a program that's available uh, in many places. No, and you know, the, the, one of the reasons why I took the position that I did is that I've learned throughout the years through my, you know, when I retired before and when I retired from teaching um, in my parents and upbringing is that communication is the key to all success for these individuals and listening to them. You know, the, you know, the first conversations I had when I got, I went and got on the phone with individuals, you know, and I was telling you they were scared and, and uh, they opened up and you listen to them and you see their needs. And once you learn their needs, the, the adults, because they have three children, you know, one of them, three kids, they got a job, I'm scared of doing this, I don't have time to do this. So my key role is I have time, so let's, if you want to come in at seven o'clock at night, or if you want to do it on the weekend, it's free to you, it's at no cost, and I'm willing to help you and succeed in, in what you want to do. And also, another aspect that we do, um, that I started to in incorporate, is I go out to businesses, um, like I did with my daughter, she's in charge of, but if somebody needs a job, you know, I contacted the, the place mm -hmm. of, of need and, and go and ask the individuals, hey, there's a job opportunity here, uh -huh. let's work on this. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, that's, that's kind of like what I do yeah. and you've had I go above and beyond. I don't, I, anything I do, I go above and beyond. So you've, uh, you've had an opportunity throughout your career to mentor students and adults. Yes. Talk about uh, your, your previous careers and kind of how, how it led you to this. Um, I retired from corrections after 28, 30 years. Um, decided, you know, moms had always wanted me to be a teacher, so I went and got my <laughs> teaching certificate. Um, so I retired from corrections and went into teaching. And, and then a special ed opportunity came in from Jackson County ISD, so I went back and got my uh, EI, in, going back and get my EI endorsement, uh, emotionally impaired. So I had, uh, I started with uh, six years with JCISD, 
teaching EI students. Um, op I mean, wide range of um, attitudes there, mm -hmm. um, behaviors. Um, and that's so why I learned to listen and observe and watch people. And then taught at the youth center uh, for individuals and then retired from teaching August 5th. And this opportunity came and uh, I enjoy working with people and mm -hmm. now I can focus my attention on adults and those individuals that uh, are hard up with their families and so forth. Um, whether it be male, female or whatever, um, they come to us or I got contact them and you know, we had a wide range of people that were on the list that weren't contacted so I contacted those and you know, if I can help one, that's awesome. You know, then We've, we've added a lot of people to the, to the wide range. And it's not just Jackson County. Right. We, we go above and beyond different counties. Cool, it's awesome. Yes, it is. Lisa, do you have uh, people that maybe they don't want to get back into school because, well, maybe they, their boss doesn't know they didn't graduate from high school, <laughs> things like yeah, that. Yeah, that's a good point, right? Oh, that's, a, that's an excellent point. Um, some have started working, you know, they got a job and then they get they don't want to be found out that they don't have a high school diploma so they're frantically trying to enroll yeah. and get hurry up and finish before their bosses find out so we're trying to help them earn their diploma before they lose their job yeah. and this is a, a diploma not a it's G a high school, high school diploma, diploma not a GED there's a difference yes and for somebody, because uh, some people, they want to just get their GED. Sure. And if we do find somebody who wants their GED, we'll refer them to Michigan Works. Right. But uh, we, like I said, we deal with the high school diploma. Uh, but getting back to what you were saying, we work with those students who really are mm -hmm. in a hurry to get their mm -hmm. diploma so that they can either keep their job or get a better job. And I'm sure there's some uh, pretty proud individuals once they complete uh, complete the programs. Oh, sure. And we've got a lot of graduates of the Columbia Adult Education Program that have gone on to uh, own very successful businesses in Jackson County. That's great. So it's cool. pretty impressive. <laughs> to enroll, you don't need to live in Columbia, mm -mm. and there's no cost? It's free and anywhere in the state of Michigan. That's awesome. It's, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. And do, you don't have, do you have to start like at the start of the traditional school year or can you get in anytime? Um, we really enroll up until about April. Okay. Okay. Wow. Awesome. And we know it's flexible. Randy told us he's willing to meet whenever. <laughs> oh yeah. That's awesome. We were just talking about that. <laughs> we were just talking about some ways we can. You know, and if they can't come to us, some you know, ways if we they can, yeah. give us a call, um, he's pretty much open to going to libraries, to coffee places, because um, there there is a process. We have to fill out the enroll, or they have to fill out the enrollment papers, and we do have to take a, or the student has to take a placement test. But we can bring our technology to them. Um, it's really quite easy. It doesn't matter how they do on the placement test; they just have to take it and we can take it to them. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys for uh, being with us. We uh, thank you certainly learned that. a lot and appreciate it. Randy Trudell and Lisa Klink from Columbia Adult Education. More of the morning show right after this.
The Morning Show is brought to you by BearX. BearX creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. BearX, empowering data insights. Welcome back to the morning show <laughs> on JTV. Want to bring in Brandon Dowley from <coughs> JTV, who is celebrating yeah. 20 years uh, with our company today, and it's just amazing. Yeah. Amazing! Congratulations. Thanks for the heads up too. Let me know I'm going to be on the show <laughs> yeah, as well. Sorry, <laughs> I know we could have. We could <laughs> During have the break, we had to run tea down here. We could have. Uh, we could have mentioned that yesterday, but uh, we didn't. Um, yeah. We've done all kinds of things over the last 20 years. It's amazing. It, just yesterday, you and I were in jail together. I know. And, uh, and I think that's probably a Pepsi that I'm drinking outside <laughs> too. I don't think that's alcohol. No, I think that was. But we were. Yeah, we were in jail yesterday. Yeah, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does it feel like 20 years? <sighs> sometimes, probably. Sometimes it does, and sometimes you see some of these pictures, and it feels just like yesterday. Like right. you know, it, 20 years could not have gone by. I think the story of how you came to JTV is pretty cool, and I think um, you know, inspiring for a lot of the people that came in and joined the company after you. Yeah, yeah. I um, interned here. Uh, <laughs> I like that long hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I interned here when I was at Ferris State and um, for a summer, and you guys actually let me fly to Atlanta for a All-American City. Jackson was one of the award winners, so got to go around Atlanta and uh, just document it. And then I went back to school and graduated and went to Detroit for about a year and then came back here, and that's when you said that you wanted to start having TV shows and start getting more producers and paying them, and so I thought that was cool. and. Never left. Yeah, a lot of people have uh, mistaken you for uh, one of Bart's children or my brother. And many over, times, over yes. Years, many times. Well, remember, like we do a lot of home for dinners. I was always like the younger brother. Yeah, you, you were my older I brother, know. so I that know. was that was pretty. I will cool. say we both look good for being in our forties, though. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still have that jacket somewhere. I got to find that jacket. I'm trying to bring leather back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good times though. Yeah, seeing all this stuff over the years and the different backgrounds of the. The sets and yeah. how we've evolved to is really cool. How about the amount of things we have to co cover in this community now compared to 20 years ago when we had to send you to Atlanta to find something cool about Jackson? I know it, it's crazy, and I don't think people realize that how many people do this. You know, it's, it, we're a small family here that we all do a lot. You know, mm -hmm. between the talent to the you know the behind the scenes guys. Um, some people think that we're a staff of like 15 or 20 or 30, and it's like no, it's like yeah. <laughs> under 10. Yeah. So. But yeah, yeah, we uh, we had some uh, good times, and yeah, 20 years goes by fast. Tell us a little bit about uh, outside work. I know you're here all the time, but <laughs> <laughs> that guy. <laughs> yeah, I have a son. It's Claudia. I have a son, Barrett. He's six. Um, yep, and uh, uh, yeah, and Emily Bovee and, and I, and yeah, we we have there. She is right there. Yeah. At a Christmas party, and uh, you have a great, uh, great son. He's just so fun to be. He around. is, yeah. Keeps us busy. Keeps us very busy, and uh, yeah, yeah. He's a, uh, he's a blessing. So that takes up most of our time is just family, yeah. you know. So. And you're one of the people um, that never quit because we have people that quit and then they come back the next day like George does. Costanza. <laughs> you never had any of those George Costanza moments? Not really. Uh, maybe. No, yeah, there might have been once where I said it wasn't, no, no, never, yeah. never, no, yeah. no. There was that one good. time where you told me you wanted to be a social worker and you were going to quit. Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember he told me that. Yeah. No. Yeah. Bad day. Yeah. <laughs> 
That was a phase, yeah. though. You got over that. I did, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a long time ago. I've been here 20 years, so, yeah. you know, it was a long time ago. Yeah, it's awesome. So, yeah. And you actually grew up here. Yeah. I did, yep, yep. Went to uh, Jackson High and, uh, yeah, grew up in the area. So I got to see the transformation of downtown as well, as we all yeah. have. Dude, it's crazy how lively and... Um, parking you know it's you people have to walk which is a great thing you know mm -hmm. people got to get used to walking a block or two in downtown yeah. it's okay right. yeah, exactly. it's okay you know so but yeah i love seeing how jackson's really evolved and um lots going on yeah you've trained uh, a lot of people mm -hmm. say over the years have started here you've trained them they've gone on to uh really great success other other places you should uh, have a lot of pride in uh, how much you've contributed to other people's uh, career success for sure yeah yeah I've um, helped the other people out and a lot of people helped me out along the way too you know even today like a lot of producers we work together on projects some people do other things better than others so um, it's definitely a teamwork mentality and uh, yeah we've seen a lot of a lot of producers have a lot of success that wanted to go, go out west or east or mm -hmm. you know, doing all kinds of high-end work mm -hmm. so it's cool yeah, I'd like to cool. see that and we just you know Teague uh, behind the camera this morning he's he's next and oh my in a few months he'll yeah. be he'll be uh celebrating his 20th anniversary here we got <laughs> yeah, yeah we've yeah. got three people almost yeah 20 and and one uh, noah cl pretty close behind as well it's yeah. uh, it's amazing yeah the staff sure. we've built yeah congratulations well, uh on great 20 years thanks for all that you bring to jtv we appreciate it thank you thank you for the opportunity to work here and it's been great working with you guys too Thanks for being thank on the show today. Yeah, thank you. Sorry thank about you. the short Sorry. notice, but we were afraid you were going to call in sick if you knew you were Yeah, we didn't want you to call in sick. Yeah. This counts as my meet the staff, though, right? So I'm good. No, this doesn't no, count. No, no, no. Oh. This, is, this is totally separate. So. Okay, well, I didn't know that. Is this your first time on the morning show? It's my first time on the morning show. Oh. Brandon and I were yeah, saying that the loser yeah. of our fantasy football team should have to host the morning show. How cool would that our be? football yeah. league. Yeah, that would be cool. They could be co-hosts. Right now, yeah. we have David yeah. Barker and Lucas, who are losing. So <laughs> that... Uh, that could be fun. Well, it won't be me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Monday morning, Dave Swartout, Lloyd McCormick, Amanda, and Briston Baum. And later today, Judge Robert Jakey, Rhonda Rudolph, Julie Johnson, Joel Shaner, and Dylan Sote. Thanks for watching. We'll see you this afternoon. Mm -hmm.